0: So yeah, it's um it's the end of 2018. Can't quite believe it, but here we are. Um I think it's been a year since we recorded the first um top 20 top 10 each songs. So uh, me and Pete are here again to um Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello Pete. Um to to count down uh, our top 10. And to be honest, right, I found this really hard this year because it's been such a great year um for releases. Done about you Pete.
1: Yeah, I think so. I th- you've got if you're a sad kind of person who likes your lists and things which I do you've got to just look at it and think what have the lists to the most so that's I've enjoyed it but it's taken me a a good few weeks to get these lists
0: together yeah yeah I think um, I kind of look back at the gigs I've been to and I kind of look back at what I've reviewed and what we've played on the podcast and stuff I think you might hear a few that have been on before but really like I've been taken by surprise by quite a lot of releases this year so We'll see what sort of comes up, but um the first one you've picked I I have no idea who it is, but that's probably really bad because it's probably appeared on the website and uh, has, you've probably yeah. talked about it to me as well. So <laughs> yes. it's a band called uh Vos or worse, uh, I imagine.
1: Uh yeah, yeah, I don't know, because you put the V there's two Vs, O R S E and you put the two Vs together, you've got a W, so God knows. Um yeah, I've, I've reviewed them before and I I've only this only came out a month ago. Um, but I've been listening to it all month, basically.
2: Um,
1: there are a crusty band from, um, oh, God, I forget where, uh, somewhere in Scandinavia and Finland, I think. And brilliant as well. So kind of vibe, you know, like the best of that sound where um, it just sounds alive, um, yeah. sounds vital, sounds kind of just energy packed. Uh, the last album. Um, it's all all the song titles are finished. I'm not going to pretend to try and pronounce them. <laughs> um, but the last song was it was brilliant. That came out a couple of years ago, I think. Uh, this one is is an EP, um, and I think it's kind of actually. I was I was really excited to find it, and you know we get the emails through, and you look you know like you look through, and normally like it's new bands you've never heard for, and that's great. But when you see someone that you recognise and that you have kind of reviewed before. That, you know there's a thrill there that you're kind of waiting for it and the first track on the CP I, I didn't like and I felt a bit deflated then the rest the four others on there just sort of blow me away and I've listened yeah. to them like on and on and on ever since um and I just wanted to get them in there it's, it's kind of I think I, I've had that chat with um mark from your band who uh, about kind of like crust being this kind of real kind of vital thing when it's mixed with Sixty minutes mix with like say black and hardcore of of um, Hexus or Celeste or anyone like that, or and, and, and Doom as well. When it's like that, it just it's 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 potentially the, the kind of the greatest music form out there for kind of if if you're really into it, there just isn't that there's never that kind of real uh, massive force behind it. There aren't that many bands out there doing it like this, no. uh, and those are are doing it and it's great.
0: Yeah, I mean that black and hardcore sort of thing, or that black and doom sort of thing. Yeah. works really well, and I think it adds that extra layer of fog to stuff and and darkness and stuff. So, I'm really excited to hear this one. I mean, I've been—I don't know about you, but I've been piling through other websites, top tens and top twenties, and various podcasts as well. And I've found new stuff at like right at the tail end of December. We're on the twenty eighth, yeah. I think, today, and yep. I'm still finding new stuff now. It's yep. insane. Um, well, that's why we do this so,
1: podcast so late, isn't it? And I mean I know exactly. like, they, they start coming out, you know, twenty eighth of November, which is fine and I get it. Um because <coughs> they're kind of you know, the well received articles and whatever, but I'd, i we like to leave it as late as we can so that we can absorb as much as we can. You know, because it it, the year's fine. not over. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there will be something in the next three days, you
0: know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, um, shout out to Kez, like um, he's been on a recent podcast. Um, you should go back and listen to that if you haven't. Um his top twenty, I think, on um The Quietus. Right. Um, I'd heard about seven. So I've been piling through that. I went through like a list of fifteen um black metal releases on Cult Nation. Um not yeah. heard any of them. Some are amazing, some are absolute tripe, but you know. Yeah. That's that's what you get with um That's the beauty of it. Yeah. Yeah. So um well, your Basically. list,
1: your list. You know, like you, I, I asked for your list just so you know, we're clued up and yeah. <laughs> out I heard. And there were things I hadn't heard and and have uh, you know have bought since. You know, so that's what it is. There's so much stuff out there.
0: And There's you too much stuff to out there. Yeah,
1: yeah. And end of year is a good chance to kind of
0: get to grips with it all. Absolutely. Also, um, we've talked about them on nearly every podcast we've um, had this year, to be honest. Uh, but Kurakuma, uh, Jacob did his. Um, List for another website as well, and right. again, I'd heard a fraction of what he'd set out as well. So, yeah, there's, there's so much going on, and it, it's almost hard to kind of um, narrow down all these bands when you've not got a chance to physically listen to them <laughs> through no. the year. So, I'm excited to hear this um, verse track to be honest. Yeah, so you like it. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna try and pronounce it, they'll probably laugh at me, and it's probably completely wrong. But, uh, Tuka Papsat. talking just now about um, reading other people's lists and, and going yeah I'm going to add that to mine like right at the end um, Closet which I'd heard of the band I'd, I'd even read about them this year um, and I'd just not listened to the album and someone, well actually Kez put it in his top 20 for the quietest um, and yeah, blew me away just really raw, uh, reminded me of another band that sounds something called Cloud Rat, I don't know if you've heard them in compare, in comparison to this, Pete, but
1: uh, yeah, yeah, I love Cloud Rat, and yeah, I love yeah, I've loved this album as well throughout the year. Yeah, yeah, it came out a while ago, didn't it? But it, it did, it, yes, it's amazing, yeah,
0: yeah, really blew me away. So um, this came out in June, actually. So it's really bad on, on Halo of Flies as well, um, who which is a mark of quality, I'd say, because um, they put out the vile creature album this year as well. They weren't made it on the list, but we saw them recently, and yeah, absolutely amazing stuff. Um so yeah I mean it's it's a pretty brief album like it, it, sp- it spins past really fast I think there's only one track that's like 5 minutes long the rest are kind of like a minute 2 minutes but you don't need any more it's just to the point like grindy horrible hardcore stuff um this woman's screaming um she sounds uh, in pain um which is always a good thing for kind of metal um if you f- if you sound like you're having some sort of attack um that's always good um, I've I've seen the the photos of them live as well, and she looks like she really like gets into it and throws herself about and stuff. So I'd love to see this band live as well. Basically, mm. um, it just sounds desperate. Uh, don't know if, if you've uh, you say you've enjoyed this album this year as well.
1: Yeah, I have. I, I, I haven't given it the attention. Uh, when you kind of you know had it on your list, I was shit. Mm. Well, you know why is it not even cropped to my mind and. Um, I listened to it back, and, and never really got it. And I've, I've got it. I've actually, you know, sort of uh, bought it since. It's it's a stunning album. Actually, the whole thing is, is like you say. It's it just you know whizzes by, but it's just intense. It's um, it's it's fast, grindy, um, but also it's you know it, it holds like this huge emotion to it as well, which um, is is tricky. You know, <laughs> tricky to do. You don't find it. I, th- I think the the, the they've perfected it this song especially
0: definitely um i i imagine from the um sort of titles and from the uh from the label it's come from generally i'm imagining this is kind of um kind of feminist and kind of uh, it might be vegan as well um but that's fine i mean this song's called rule by bacon um, <laughs> <but> that's fine <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> well I don't know some people just run a mile when they hear anything to do with politics yeah, no, or, or diet yeah. stuff but yeah yeah, um, yeah I, I don't care it's like choose your own path this is cool mm. um, yeah. yeah so this is Closet Witch off uh, their self-titled album from this year and this is Rule by Bacon <laughs> Hey okay, so we're going to talk about a band called Abjection Ritual. Um it's Pete's number 9 uh, this year. Um so they're from Pennsylvania and that's all I, all I can tell really. So um the album like initially sounded to me a bit deathy but I think, I think you've got kind of other things to say about this one haven't you Pete? Oh
1: uh, yeah, they they were this incredible band who kind of mix um uh, they have a different vision of how songs and albums should sound I think they um it's it's noise um it's industrial death doom sludge um and it's not easy to listen to um, but i've actually i never reviewed them earlier in the year and, mm. I, and at the time i said this is you know it's it's, it's they're a difficult band but actually uh, i found myself listening all year long ever since. I can't remember when it came out, but um, it feels quite a long time ago now. And It looks uh, like April on here, so yeah, that was right, quite a yeah. yeah, and yeah. Um, they, I think I, I kind of read the review while I was getting ready for this podcast, and I kind of said that the albums have these songs of either kind of, you know, sort of uh, really dark kind of Indian, uh, you know, the band Indian uh, style, yeah. uh, you know, monotonous, not monotonous, but, you know, um, it's uh, kind of repeating riffs um, that <laughs> not wrong word. Um Repeating riffs that go on and on and and uh, blackened, you know, real blackened uh, sludge. And then other songs are kind of real dark, ugly noise and um, horrible effects and industrial. Um, and it actually jazz it, It's hard to kind of real feel you into the arm because you never feel settled with it. Uh, and only you know, and and that's great. It has this you know, like you shouldn't you know, you never feel comfortable with it. There's only a couple of moments when they really merge it into one song, and this is one of them. This track called Blood Mother. Um, and uh, you know, the whole album is it works. You need to hear the whole album as a, as a whole, not just the individual tracks. But this song's really it just launches into this enormous riff, which you, you can't help but love. I think everyone listening to this will love it. Um, but then right in the middle it just cuts out and goes into weird um, sort of factory noises and industrial noises and just sounds like the bleakest landscape for a good few minutes and then right at the end bursts out again and does the same you know back into that riff again I I, I love it
0: It, it's it's interesting what you say like it's hard to listen to because I was listening to another podcast like um counting down their top whatever number um and um they were talk about the Daughters album which we're going to talk about later and someone said yeah. like oh it's like on my reserves list because although it's an amazing work of genius mm. I haven't listened to it very much because it's hard to listen to so I understand that I mean there's been a few albums this year like that, um, you've also picked a, a song by The Armed who again that's that is crazy music um, so oh, yeah, yeah yeah I
1: mean The Armed is it is crazy it's great, and there was quite a few albums like that. There's a bang, uh, vampilia um, right, but that's kind of like almost a poppy angle of this. Where mm. I think it, you know this has kind of uh, you know, elements of you know know their tongues, you know that kind of yes, mindset absolutely. of creating, um, not you know not necessarily musical albums as we know them, you know song after song after song, but these uh, you know sort of a an abstract painting of you know w- with ugly. You know elements here and there, but also sort of works of art here and you know in different elements of it. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's you have to take it as a whole. The album, I, I, didn't, I, I definitely encourage people to listen to the album. Yeah, um,
0: it's one to take in as well.
1: Yeah, and it's rare when the when actually kind of all those elements come together. Mm. But this is one of those songs. Even then, it's kind of it's very stark contrast. It suddenly drops into the you know, and then drops out again. But still, um, for the if it, you know, to be honest, for the riff alone that, that begins, <laughs> it's it, it's worth you know it's worthy of being it it's, No matter what the sounds something or anything like, that. but uh, you know everything about it, the, the
0: artwork as well is, is incredible. It's, you know, it just stands out. It's great. Yeah, it's kind of like, um, it, it looks a little bit like a sort of 80s fantasy book to me on the front of it, but it's quite mysterious as well. Mm. Um, Yeah, like, um, I'm quite intrigued by this one, because I, I only got a chance to listen to about half of Pete's tracks. This is um, the excellent preparation we've got uh, on the Nine Hurts podcast. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I really want to sort of dip into this one, and um, I, I imagine that's what I'll be doing over the next few days so this is off an album that came out in april called soul of ruin body of filth Uh, and we're going to be playing a song called blood mother so see what you think of this of the weird successes of 2018 like um it's a really strange kind of mysterious project that's kind of only happened in the last month or so i think so the band's called goblin smoker and they came out on um sludge Old records this year and i i sort of noticed an advert um and it kind of like played a clip of one of the songs that sounded a bit iron monkey a bit kind of dirty stuff um so, yeah, why not? So, I gave it a punt like four quid for a tape or something. Uh it turned out that tape um, sold out 50 copies without them releasing a note or playing a gig. Um, and I think they've just sold out the second run of 50 now as well. So, really mysterious, but it's really good stuff like a two piece band. Um, I think they're from the Northeast.
1: Yeah, they're from Durham.
0: Yeah. And um, yeah, released on Sludge Lord, which is a. Label that puts out so much stuff, so much varied stuff, so this is quite an unusual one for them um but it's it's worked really well, and it's like one of those awesome little things that just happen now and again where a band come out of nowhere and just dominate, and it's like yeah, impressive, I really enjoy yeah. it um and it's it's recorded by Joe who runs no studio in Manchester, and he's recorded like pine um I think Svalbard I think Kundra sort of bands like that in that ilk Um, so maybe that helped them along I don't know but it's just dead good Um, what do you reckon Pete I know you've heard this as well
1: yeah yeah I really really liked it um, one thing to say is the tone the tone of it is just perfect proper you know like a real good doom tone which instantly makes you feel kind of warm and fuzzy and happy Um, and (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, this, you know, I think they' kind of, you know, it's very familiar. Um, in some, you know, there's, um, some obvious sludge and doom, um, bands you can point to, but you can't deny that, you know, even if you know if you want to get grumpy and reviewing it, which you know <laughs> I, I probably did a bit with, when I reviewed them, but you can, you know, you can't help but love that sound.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've I've said on their, um, Facebook profile, like I can't wait to see it live. Yeah. Um, I, if they can get that tone live, if they can achieve that tone live, then they're laughing because people just lap it up. It's it's brilliant stuff. Um, yeah. You know, they remind
1: me of, um, it, it, not musically necessarily, it, but more in terms of the way they've, they've cropped up and the way, you know, the, the kind of the dynamic was, um, and I'll, I forget the name exactly, it's Flesh on Yar or whatever they're called. Do you remember? Um, oh, yeah,
0: from um, Stoke. or No, they're from like London, aren't they? Yes, yeah. Two really guys, cool know, it's,
1: guys we've met a few times actually. Yeah, who just yeah. you know who suddenly created. Flum, you know, you, I was calling him On yeah. That's fine. We'll <laughs> link to them.
0: We'll, we'll do them a favour. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. you're never going to be able to Google that.
1: No, it yeah. reminds me of them who, um, you know, just out of out of nowhere, just created. almost feels like I I don't know what you know the, where they came from or, or where Goblin Smoke have come from, but it feels like this bedroom, yeah. um, you know, the project which has created this. You know, just decided to put this huge. Hulking Doom thing out there, which you know, which you've got to love.
0: Yeah, and if I mean they've only done three tracks, Um it was a tape as well. So I'm looking forward to hearing um maybe what they follow this up with as well, because if it's this good, sort of almost demo stage, then you know, as long as they keep that tone, I'm happy. Yeah, and like you say, uh, live. I can't wait to see them live. Yeah. That's
1: got to be good. And and no doubt we'll cross their paths in twenty nineteen.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I'm gonna make it my business too. So <laughs> Cool. So um we're gonna play um a song that we both think's really good off this um release and it's called Take the Dead. So um yeah, enjoy this eight and a half minutes of um back to sort of basics doom. Enjoy. <laughs> Doom and the sludge and whatever kind of came a bit later, if we're being honest. So, Brandt Bjork was obviously like someone we reviewed and talked about quite a lot on the forums in the early days, so and interviewed uh, as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I mean, to sort of keep talking about him this far un- into nine hertz is, is quite nice. And I know that you really enjoyed this album this year, so um how many albums do you think he's got now it's like it must be an oh, album a year I, or something for the last um,
1: long. i know this i know this because <laughs> i wrote it in the review um there's uh, 14 something like that solo albums yeah. um which, which is incredible really um and also slightly surprising because i was I was well up to date with him but i've obviously missed the third chunk in the middle <laughs> um you know if, 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 i think i've got a, long history of kind of loving his music obviously you know his, the bands he was in um, speak for themselves that's Caius Fu Manchu mm. and, and you know and all the kind of even the smaller bands you know as well the, there's no need to go into all of that you know and the music he wrote in those because he has writing credits on, on some of your, you know some of the best songs of those bands mm. um, but it, the solo stuff you know I can soundtrack you know did soundtrack uh, Various points in my life. It is, it, you know, Jalamanta. Anyone who's ever met with we uh, will have been bored by stories of how kind of Jalamanta was the story of my university kind of digs. So everybody kind of just, you know, we used to go out, get, you know, get hammered, come back to it, and then we'd stick Jalamanta on and then just, you know, get further inebriated throughout the night, listen to that, chilling out. It's the most chilled album ever. Then there's like Saved by Magic, there's the, um, the Brant Bjork and the Operators album, that's Keep You Cool. You mm-hmm. know, there was points, you know. There was a point where um, just listening to Saved by Magic was kind of from the. There was a when kind of I had kind of life was in a crossroads. That kind of really chilled me out and kind of set me realize where I was going. I'm obviously in it, but you know what I mean. I kind of I loved the guy, and I I went to see, I saw him in Nottingham once, um, and man, we stood I kind of I was loading in for one of the sport bands. And I realized that I was the only person in the room other than the sound guy, Brant Bjork, and me, Um, and he was sound checking, and all he was doing is speaking into my. he was going, alright, good times, (laughs) and he was (laughs) kind of, I just thought, this is amazing, this is like a dream, (laughs) he was like one of the coolest, he's like the coolest guy, and from all kind of, stories I've had, I think there was Jack Dickinson who was in Stoby toured with him and you know, he used to support me on the tours and said he's he's a really sound guy as well. Just he seems such a nice guy. So it's good um, to know that like your heroes yeah. are
0: actually nice people as yeah. well. That's not always it, it, the case. Seems,
1: and and it's such a you know, he's the epitome of cool. Um that being said, you know, like a lot of the old albums since kinda of Save my magic, keep you cool that era, a lot of them since then, what I have heard, I'm not too bothered about um, mm. and he's kind of in my opinion kind of settled on this you know this kind of stoned happy cool you know vibe which didn't do much for me this album then so you know was reviewing this He's signed to um heavy psych sounds which is an italian label Mm. Uh, and they're re-releasing a lot of the old albums which is great um but then they so i was reviewing this and uh you know i wasn't quite sure what to expect Loved it, like from start to finish. um, It's just, it kind of brings back that. It's got a real kind of retro feel to it in terms of the recording. Um, And there's just something about it. It just feels sort of happy and grand and takes me back to all those good times I've had watching and listening to Brant Bjork over the years, over the, you know, 20 years, probably. Um, So, yeah, and this song particularly, I don't know if you've heard it, Mike, but it's just... It's just a, a groove i mean it's not i don't know it's its probably not the best the best song on there it, it certainly isn't but it just
0: sounds amazing it's obviously spoken to you <laughs> um but yeah, but yeah i i remember like um we we sort of had an aborted uh podcast earlier in the year because we've been quite busy this year as you might have noticed i think this might be like the 21st or 22nd this year so that's a lot of hours of music to um edit and, and put together but yeah I remember we, we talked about this on another podcast it didn't make it out uh, unfortunately and I remember listening to it and I was like actually I haven't paid him any attention in the last sort of five or six years mm. but yeah I, I went back and I listened to it and yeah this this track stuck out again you know it's really nice really kind of like you say just, groove <laughs> there's it's not much you can say yeah it's, yeah. it's
1: just a strut <laughs> he's, he's he's kind of he's Confident, and you know, it, it's, it's kind of not just stoner, it's like funk, and um, I, there's so much to it. But with, with just relax, you know, you can listen to Brant Bjork and just be kind of, you know, I can listen to Brant Bjork at any point, you know, whether I'm cooking or dancing or, you know, anywhere in between. He it, it has that kind of vibe, and this, um, this is as good as anything since his first few albums.
0: I often wonder what it's like to be Brant Bjork. Like to, to go, Oh, I've made all this amazing music and I've got a i have got a he's a very sort of like um blessed individual really. I mean, he's had such a yeah a look life, I, you know. I
1: yeah. think one thing I, I think I, I kind of underestimate him, understate. It. I think, you know, you look at him, he he he's um he's very political in his in his viewpoints when which you wouldn't you know, this uh, you wouldn't really think of. Um and actually if you go back to the lyrics you kinda of have this idea of and just sort of riding on a sense of stoned cool, but actually, you know, he's, he's, he's um, it's pretty switched on. He is, yeah. And, um, and, you know, I think for the songs he's written, for the things he's done, he's an absolute legend. And to put out something like this is, you know, perfection. I'm so glad, you know, I just felt happy listening to it.
0: So, this is going to show up my kind of ignorance as to what's happened with, like, Queens the Stone Age and things like that. Um, but has he taken part in any recent desert sessions? Has he been on any recent one of those? I don't think there has been a recent desert session. I don't That's think uh,
1: the last one I heard of was the PGI one, which is, you know, ten odd I me mean, it must be more than ten years ago. I don't think he's got affiliations with Queens anymore. Um, so no, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, because I was trying to explain this to someone the other day who'd never heard of The Desert Sessions yet. They right. were sort of Queen's fan. And I was like, oh, yeah. you know, it's quite an interesting little thing they did. And I'm sure he was on a few of them, wasn't he, Like to begin Probably, with? Yeah, certainly was, yeah. Because um, yeah. they're more kind of Kaisi towards the start. Um, so, I d- yeah, I don't know if there's been any lately. God, there hasn't. No. There really, I'm, this is live Googling people. So, yeah, the, <laughs> la- the last one was mm. 2003, which is really... Mm. They should probably pick that up again. That was a really good idea. It's like, well, yeah, i think,
1: out I think Hom's too, you know, Hom's too far removed from that now. Would well, you know? I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying he is, and oh, was, he is now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah. So it just isn't. That's not. I, don't, I can't imagine that's something coming up again. And it was part of a sound and a time. Um, and it, I used to love the Desert Sessions. You know, it's mm. I was going to say the early ones, but I don't even. You know, I'm not. I don't mean to be a snob, um, but you know, some amazing songs on there. Uh, you know, but, but like Brant Bjork, you know, he wrote uh, "Gardenia." You know, yeah, it's a quintessential Stoner song to me. You know, like yeah, it's, it's if you listen, want to know what Stoner rock is, listen to "Gardenia." Brant Bjork yeah. wrote that, and that kind of you know, that's where he is. And to sort of see him still being able to create this, you know, sort of invigorating music
0: um, is fantastic. Absolutely. So yes, yeah, this is a nod to you, Brant. So enjoy. So we've gone from like um, the understated groove and cool of uh, Bramp York to um, one of the most... This, this song made me laugh out loud when I heard it, to be honest. Um, it's a band called Master who have been going for years and years um, from Cherry Republic. And the guy who's on vocals, I mean it's pretty cool like Motorheady sort of high on fire sort of vibes with a little bit of death metal thrown in, I guess but the vocals are what really drew me to this. What did you think of this, Pete? It was, yeah, I've only listened once um,
1: because it was on your list. Yeah, it's fun, I suppose, <laughs> it's a thing. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, well, I, lo- I-, I love the fact that they're called Master, which yeah. is, you know, like, there must be so many bands out there, but still, you know, like, that's it. That's always, and, and the, art, the only other thing I've got to say is the artwork is amazing, it's proper. You know, sort of eighties death metal um, brilliance.
0: Yeah, it looks like something you'd see like painted in Tippex on the back of someone's leather jacket, at, like a. Oh, that, yeah, their logo. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, but yeah, again, like you say, that that cover is ridiculous. Um, mm. Yeah, taste. it looks like their brother did it or something. It's brilliant. Um, but what I liked about the vocals on this one, and what drew me to, it, and I've listened to it over and over again, is um, he ends every line with almost like a like he's in pain like he's uh, like he's getting up from a really deep chair um you'll know what we mean when you play it <laughs> you can kind of hear it um and i heard this <laughs> i heard this one on a podcast called um from the pit i think it's called and i found that i've been sort of darting between podcasts all year um and this one is hosted by the three most like bro dude types ever they drink um craft beer while they're doing it so they talk about like the most insane kind of um death metal um mm. and they're all really excited there was a new master album and they played right. this song and i was like this is awesome um and when it finished they're all going dude oh dude so yeah it, that's a mark of approval for this and i was like yeah. I'll, um, Italy, so yeah, I it's it's great. I mean, they play the heaviest death metal and mosh and kind of chuggy stuff. Right. Um, they, <laughs> if you, if you're looking for other recommendations that they they've put on the the best thing I've heard them play recently was uh, Party Cannon from uh, Scotland. I don't know if you've heard them. No. They're that band with the multicolored logo that looks like the um, Toys R Us logo. <laughs> and it, they put it on like they play like uh, I thought that was a Owner snob <laughs> they've got the same kind of thing but yeah Party, right. party Cannon um, absolutely amazing band I think they're from um, either Aberdeen or Dundee but um, yeah absolutely ridiculous music and they also played a band from oh, I can't remember what it's from I think they're from Sweden and they're called Hudfight and right. that sounds exactly how you'd imagine it's literally like Chugs and you yeah. can almost imagine a singer doing press ups <laughs> while while <laughs> while they're singing. So yeah, this is what into the pit sort of go for. So yeah, I'd really recommend that if you if you want to hear just three guys who absolutely are in love with death metal and seem to have been the whole lives. Is it um, into the pit? Into the pit. Is it pit. into the pit? Yeah. Alright, okay. Oh, no, wait like minute, the old um, sorry it's called From the, the old, Pit. From, from the Pit. Ah, right. yeah. Into
1: the Pit's the old uh MTV oh, okay, yeah. extreme metal thing. So this one's called uh,
0: From yeah. the Pit, and uh, I also listened to one this year called Into no, the Combine. Not.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, there's there's a lot going on with podcasts these days. Um, Do you also, remember the old MTV,
1: though? I like, don't MTV?
0: know. No. no, it's like Headbangers Ball and then Into the Pit. And
1: Headbangers Ball was like Metal, and Into the Pit was the Extreme Metal. It's probably yeah. it's before your time, right? So well, uh, yeah, I,
0: <laughs> I think by the time I got into Metal, um, MTV... Um, yeah. It turned into something else, and like MTV2 was playing like new metal and yeah, um, kind of a little bit of yes, death metal. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I missed that. But, um, yeah. Um, another one I found this year, another podcast that I'd recommend um, is a guy called Phil, and he's from, it sounds like he's from Nottingham or something. Uh, and it's just called Phil's Breakfast Metal. <laughs> um and he goes in he dives into like two albums of podcast and like really goes through it so yeah if you're looking for other material to listen to and to fill your time then um those three are fantastic we'll we'll link those as well yeah um so yeah um i, I just want to thank uh from the pit um because yeah they they've introduced me to the genius of master i'm gonna like go back through their discography now <laughs> we're going to talk about a band called Morrow who've um, I think have impressed a lot of people this year like they released an album back I think it was um, quite early in the year I think it came out um, actually it came out Right at the end of December last year, so it's technically a, t- a t- twenty seventeen yeah. release. well, I think, but, I think who cares?
1: They, they put it, they put it out on Bandcamp. I'm not sure it came out till April, uh, yeah. or something like that. Um, I think you're right. So I think I'm pretty sure it's 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 a twenty eighteen release. We'll it? allow it. Yeah. No <laughs> um, But I'm I'm certain it's it. It was a weird one, you know. It came out. I kind of was aware of it coming out, and this is a band who. I've loved from the first album or the last album, at least. Um, and yet, it came out so far in advance of the release. Uh, mm. It never got the fanfare it, it deserved, at least from my, you know, from where I, I could see. It's it's an unbelievable album. It's they are incredible. If you ever you listen, Mike, I, I think they are kind of right up your street. funnily enough. Um, yeah. yeah the real. Um, yeah, I listened
0: to this when it came out, um, mm. and it it. it it was very dense, and it took me a few goes to really get it. But yeah, absolutely. When it when I sort of understood where they were coming from, yeah, I got it. For know, some I, I, for some sorry, reason, I. with that name, um, I thought they might have been like, Iron you know, Monkey. like a sludge band or something. But no, <laughs> yeah. no, just um, yeah, just a coincidence. But yeah, yeah. I think they always
1: kind of they they say they were emo cross band or something. You know, like jokingly. But there was something about them where they kind of. It, they, they, you know, their, their their base setup is is kind of neurosis, you know, architecture, um, and there's, you know, they they really, but they reach a levels of kind of Amen Ra, but then if you imagine kind of say Neuro and throat ruiner and death wishes labels, you know, like they kind of bridge all of that sound, and and they, you know it. It's, it's crushed with um, post-metal and it's got a huge emotional sort of pulls on it yeah. um, and you know it's sort of variety these you know kind of multi-instrumental um fall of a fraffer kind of definitely in there as, as, as uh, they who they remind me of and I, I don't know i don't know why these aren't it's like this huge Band well,
0: I think like you've hit now on the head there because like Fall of a Fraffer, the, the guy Mikey does some vocals on this as well. Is it? I didn't yeah, know that. they they're, they're listed about six or seven different people below, and I imagine that they're releasing this on kind of you know small labels in kind of I but Fall of a Fraffer were like under the radar and and like really did not get the. Recognition no. they deserved either. I mean, people talk about them now like they're, you know, like they were hugely popular. They weren't. They they used to sell yeah. out their records, but like they used to play very intimate mm. gigs in in That's strange places. Like,
1: if you're talking about them now, in you know, and then, and weren't listened to back then. Well, now you've got a band, you, you know, you can follow. Yeah. You know, like follow <laughs> them. You know, go for it. This is, you know, more incredible. Yeah. Um, it's there's so much to it it's not just you know I'm not I was going to say I'm not the biggest post-metal fan that's an absolute understatement because you know Mm -hmm. I I, I, I really dislike the way it it pulls away from the weight and momentum of of a lot of metal and doom particularly Um, as you know you know it's it's not my cup of tea but I know it can do it right yet there's something about this where they kind of really build across the textures and they kind of you know they have these uh, odd elements which um quieter elements, awkward elements which it's quite beautiful and quite, you know, um emotional and 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 heavy as fuck as well. Which yeah
0: brilliant. Which helps. Um, Always yeah. Always. yeah. <laughs> and, and again, um this is a second appearance I think for Halo Flies records as well. Um yeah. so yeah just like can't really go wrong with that label. Um yeah, I, th- I think this is another one that I, I might have to revisit because it, seem- I mean, it seems like a long time ago when I listened to this. So mm. um, There's been so much out since. But yeah, if you haven't listened to this, it's an album called Fallow. Um, and we're going to play the opening track, I think, called Auguries of Menace. So um, yeah, see what you think of this. and We'd love to hear your thoughts on this. So um, if you do uh, listen to this and you've heard this track for the first time, let us know what you think. track we're gonna play is um it's one of the, again, it's one of those surprises of the year. So this band have become massive. Um and I think a few other podcasts have said this as well, like they've kind of come from relatively underground um connections and just become this huge juggernaut of like unlikely juggernaut this year. So pigs pigs, 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 pigs or pigs time seven if you're being lazy. Um have really, really smashed it with their album this year, so um, this song Cake of Light that we're going to play has become um, a Radio 6 Music playlist track, really, and it's been on Radio 1 a few times, and they've sold out a UK tour, they've played festivals, and yeah, I've seen them two or three times this year, and it's just been absolutely brilliant every time. I think Pete, you're a late convert, maybe to this band. I am. And yeah. I don't know why. I
1: don't know why. I think they're one yeah. of the bands you always have on your list, and you yeah. never got round to. And then, I think I only listened to them when I saw your list, and then thought, "What the fuck have I been doing?" <laughs> because it's this—they're amazing, and I've been listening to them actually, not just this song, but I've you know, not just for yeah. the sake of this podcast, but I've listened to a lot since, and actually have bought their last few albums since. All oh, right. Okay. Um, Oh yeah, they—they um, they were the the kind of that the part of that northeast um, sort of uh, drone set of blown out and bong and all that, like, yeah. aren't they? If, yeah. I think. Um, and yet, I, I don't know what, why, I, why, therefore, I haven't heard. That.
0: <laughs> I, well, I'd love that shit. Weirdly, I think they. The first album they had out, they they did okay, and they were playing like supersonic, and they were playing like reasonably big gigs. I don't know if it's just the fact that they've nailed this album, the latest album, um, and they've got the right connections. Maybe um, Oh, I don't know. But it, yeah, I think, amazing. You know, it, you
1: can hit the right thing and won't get. You know, it, you might have you have to hammer the nail in head a few times, and you, you therefore just you know just because you're big on this one doesn't mean that you're also any less
2: yeah but so,
1: consistently great. it yeah. always comes yeah by the sound of it by you know my lake my late pick with this <laughs> band they they're kind of they just they're kind of hitting it now Definitely. but you know if you take you know, i haven't kind of added bong should be on my list and they're not yeah um and because it you know there's 220 they released an album this year and there was two 20-minute tracks on it and both are incredible mm. Um, they're on my top 10 um, Gigs, live yeah. sets of the year which was they were unbelievable you you know I've stood next year for the whole set yeah. and it, it's incredible music um, not that pigs are uh, you know the same band but um, there's something to be said for you know like really kind of blissful great music like this yeah. Um, so yeah go on um, the, so I don't know I've really been I'm really happy that I found them yeah and thankfully they're playing Sheffield in February I think so I've already
0: got my ticket yeah so yeah they're playing a tour with Park Chimp which is going to be incredible um, but this album King of Cowards has, has like transported them from relatively unknown to just yeah everywhere and um, I don't know do you know the Richard Dawson connection with this no one? So the singer <laughs> in Pigs is Richard yeah. Dawson's drummer. Right. And the rest of Pigs are uh his backing band, his occasional backing band. So for the last eighteen months, two years, they've been playing the album Peasant with him live.
1: Okay. Um What about when we saw him live? Uh, yeah, that was some saw yeah, that was some was of them. Okay. Yeah, that was some them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um but you honestly like the the way that um the backing band carry themselves like really sort of like polite and and quiet. They then turn into this insane band and the drummer almost like, well, he becomes this other person, like this kind of sleazy front man with Mm. his top off, his belly out, um, just like writhing around. And yeah, I mean, the, the, the album is based on the seven deadly sins. So you've kind of got this kind of um, almost like a confessional aspect to the album. And then it comes across live. He's a bit like David Yao. I, mean, I know that's a lazy comparison because everyone thinks that anyone with a bit of sleaze is like the Jesus Lizard. But mm. it's true. That's basically what he looks like on stage. Yeah, okay. um, so, yeah, if you haven't checked this album out, then, yeah, get on it now. Because it's kind of, there's not one bag track on the album. It's, it's Sabbath worship, but it's got this kind of, fir- I don't know, like a filthy element to it. Just really odd. Yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I, I had him down. down. You know, there's a whole kind of psychedelic movement, which is great. You know, you have got the Liverpool uh, Psych Fest, you got Manchester Psych Fest, and uh, the Bristol Psych Fest. Um, and there's brilliant, you know, like and Doom and Stoner, and the music we love will always play into that. But then it doesn't You know, it, that expands from our end, which is a heavy end, through to the lighter end, which is on an India end. And for whatever reason, I always have pigs on the lighter end. And actually, when I listen, there is, you know, there's there's riffs and there's uh, movement and and momentum and, you know, like heavy momentum on it, isn't there? Which mm. I, I, I didn't expect and I don't know why. It was a misconception on my part and, um, it, you
0: know, I've paid the price of not hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be around for a long time, I think. Um, I can't wait to see what they do next. But like um, this track is a bit kind of like their pop song. So um, it's been on. It, this was all over six music for about two or three months, and I think their follow ups have, have done the same. But yeah, I think this is one that people will immediately recognise. It's got a really cool look at the start, and then just like this driving, kind of pounding, savagey riff all the way through. It's just fun. It's just fun music. So yeah, this is Pigs Time 7, uh, Cake of Light. <laughs> Just going to say this song's by Kurakuma. i mean we've, we've played them like i don't know how many times this year but it's been worth it i think about two or three people have picked this track um, yeah or the other track on this um on this ep uh do rider i think we're going to play part two is that right yep yeah and and i did consider not like
1: picking it for the sake that i know we've played it a few times yeah but this is my top 10 of the year yeah. and it and this song defines a lot of uh, my doom year. yeah, so yeah. fuck it, um, <laughs> and we don't have to necessarily go into the same things that we talked about because you know we we know Nine Earth supports uh curriculum because you know they're a local band, we're sheffield, we're a sheffield generally based website um yeah. we 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 know we've espoused their greatness so much, but this is my top ten songs, and yeah. If I think back to um, particularly, I think two moments where, when this song kind of just thought, fuck, this is amazing, which was, I think, secondly, when I saw them support Friendship in the Harley and I was late getting to the gig and they were already playing um, and it was a, it kind of, I'd had a torrid day and, you know, I watched them and I was I was still warming up and it just getting my first beer and then when this kicked in and when, you know, it, it, it kind of just broke me out of that. But when <laughs> the, the first gig was, was, and it's again, it's in my top ten uh, gigs of the year, was when they sported, Monolord,
0: oh, uh, Record
2: Junkie. Yeah.
1: Oh, well, when this came on, and yeah. I think Joe, Joe, the drummer, stood up and just sort of played stood up, and unbelievable. I just thought, "Fuck, this is a band." You know that? <laughs> I
2: think
1: I, th- I think the first time we both saw them. Correct me if I'm wrong. But was when they sported Hark. Um, yeah, in Bavanaga. In, uh, no, no, Harkin, um, what the fuck are they called? The Canadian band.
0: Oh, Ken, Ken mode yeah. Yeah,
1: in, yeah. that was great. In Broomhill. Yeah. It's the first time we saw them and they, they had the, you know, kind of the, the gong and the uh, uh, ski masks and we didn't quite know what to make of them, but it was like, it was exciting. Like to see where they've got to now it's fucking incredible. Not yeah. that you know, they were incredible men. And and to be honest, like to see someone who's a bit weird and odd actually, you should never be surprised to see them rise to the top. And we're not. they they they've got it here and they've only released two songs this year, but fuck they're good. And you know, I'm I'm really happy to support them. And to not include them in this it would just be to Yeah. Just be, you know, stubbornly to miss them off because we've already played them. And like the riff towards this, you know, let, let's face it. The reason I love this song is it's great all the way through. Like you know, <laughs> But the riff towards the end when it gets fucking heavier, it's just immense. And you know, it's it's kind of proper modern doom, brilliant.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, there's not much I can add really. Um, the three of them have done incredibly well this year. They've been all over the world, um, and I think we've said on other podcasts like I can't wait to see. The album that's probably going to come out next year um i know they've taken a break from gigs um so yeah all the best to you guys um 2019 is going to be even better i imagine so yeah thanks for dope rider this is part two So, people who probably know me know that I'm obsessed with Richard Dawson. Um, and yep. he released my favourite album last year, Peasant. Um, and yeah, he's, he's come out with this incredible project with a um, sort of harpist called Rodri Davis, and it's called Henel Gled. And I won't talk about this too much because I think it kind of speaks for itself. But someone, I think um, Matt Newsom, who a lot of people will know on here, um, described him to me as sounding like the Kaiser Chiefs gone psychedelic. But he said that was a good thing, so um, I think that's the best way to describe them. It's just odd music. Um,
1: I think my, my explanation for them, and I think we we talked about them actually on on the non recorded podcast, mm. um, was that they are it's Richard Dawson um, and uh, King Lizard in the Gizzard Wizard, and I know I've got that wrong, <laughs> <laughs> but that's who they are, and therefore. Yes. That's you. Yeah, that, that's it's my taste you know, in music, isn't it? So. it's your heaven. You know? yeah. and, and the fact that is, you know, like we um, talking about uh, English pastoral stuff. You're going to be absolutely mine. But when I heard this was happening, I, I just thought, Jesus, Mike's going to
0: lose his shit. It. Yeah, yeah. So and, yeah, the yeah. the, al- the album since come out, like since this, they they released this track, and I thought, God, right. that's amazing. And then they released another two. Which were okay. quite quite similar. And it turns out that they're the three kind of standout tracks. The rest are very, very experimental, like very odd, I like- kind of like spoken word songs and okay. very odd. But um, Richard Dawson was actually on Radio 3 um, <laughs> at midnight on Christmas Day with Stuart Lee, right. which is again my complete taste yeah. in everything. Um, and he said that that album well that song is uh, about imagining himself in a computer game um, so yeah it completely makes sense like he's travelled time and he's he's up a mountain and yeah there's all these kind of mystical lyrics that sound a bit like he's sat on a toadstool singing it so um, <laughs> yeah so what you make of this? This is um, Problem Child of uh, Henoglid's uh, second album, uh, Mogic.
2: I live on a mountain The only tall structure on this planet The view is appalling Just glassy plains, glassy plains The machines brought me here for a week we